Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Classroom Commute Podcast. I'm Rachel, your host, and in this episode, I want to start a new conversation, one that is a must-have conversation. We've talked so much lately about cultivating a 21st century classroom and the components that make up a modern classroom. And although it's fun to talk about all those bells and whistles and shiny objects and new apps that come with a 21st century classroom, you know, things like technology and multimedia, those components can be so powerful and engaging for our students, but it's also important that we explore the other side of what it means to use technology and raise students in a digital world. And that is digital citizenship. And that's what we're going to talk about today. With all the amazing things that come with implementing classroom technology comes responsibility. So we have to do more than just teach students how to use new technologies and, and multimedia resources. We also have to teach them the responsibility that comes with it. And unfortunately, I think a lot of this part of the conversation goes unsaid, but it really does need to go with the whole process. So I say I want to begin this conversation because there's a lot to unpack here. And if we're going to truly teach our students what it means to be a positive digital citizen and take ownership of their digital lives, we need to approach it from a variety of angles. And so today we're going to set the foundation, which is helping students find balance in their digital lives. Just as we want students to make healthy choices when it comes to the food that they eat and how they move their bodies on a daily basis, we also want students to learn how to make healthy choices in their digital lives. And, you know, teachers can be a part of this conversation. They can be part of modeling a healthy balance in how digital resources are used in the classroom and through the conversations we have with students as it relates to media. So let's roll the music and let's get started. Welcome to the Classroom Commute Podcast, a podcast for elementary teachers who want to feel inspired each week on your ride into school. I'm your host, Rachel, and my goal is to give you simple and actionable 21st century teaching strategies that you can take into your classroom to spark the love of learning in your students. You are already amazing, and together we're going places. Thanks for taking me along for the ride. All right, as we start thinking about digital citizenship, I want to set the stage for where we are going in this conversation. We can think of digital citizenship kind of as this large tree trunk, and shooting off of that trunk are several branches. These branches include finding balance in our digital lives, understanding privacy and security in a digital world, understanding our digital footprint and identity, communicating and how to appropriately build digital relationships, cyberbullying, which is a huge, huge one that our students need to be trained for and learn how to respond to. And finally, developing media literacy and discerning students who can identify credible and trustworthy sources online. And I want to start by saying that I don't think it's ever too early or too late to begin this conversation about digital citizenship with kids. So no matter what age group you are working with, there is always an age-appropriate approach to tackling this topic. And I hope that the things that we're going to talk about today are going to give you some of those tools and tips and strategies to do so effectively with your students. I really want to start with the whole idea of finding media balance in our digital lives because this really is going to support all other parts and aspects of digital citizenship. So of all those branches that I talked about, the privacy and the security and the cyberbullying, all of that is going to stem from having a healthy media balance. 
Kids need to know that they are often in control of the media choices that they make. Not always. Of course, there are times in school where they are asked to do something and it's not a choice, but they are in charge of a lot of the choices that they make, specifically at home. But what they may not know is what are healthy media choices. And this is more than just making choices about screen time, meaning it's more than just limiting how much time they're spending on screens. So let's talk about how we can break this down for our students. One of the first things that we need to do is make sure that students have a full understanding of the word media. It's almost a guarantee that they've heard it. They probably hear the word social media all the time, but do they really know what it means? So let's start there. When it comes to today's topic, we want students to understand that media means all the ways that people get and share information. So this can include books and TV and newspapers and phones and online websites and so on and so on. We can often choose what, when, and for how much time we consume or share information. But not all media choices are the same. The media choices that we make on a daily basis can make us feel differently. Here's a quick example. If you've spent, let's say, 30 minutes scrolling Instagram or Facebook or your social media app of choice, you might now be feeling bummed because you just saw everybody's highlight reel, the vacations that they're going on, the new house renovations that they're doing, and now you're starting to feel like you wish your life was like that. You could have instead chosen to spend that 30 minutes reading a really great book or watching your favorite TV show. And by doing so, you'd likely feel a whole lot different. We want our students to understand that the media choices that we make can affect how we feel. And when they understand the impact of their media choices, they can begin to make healthy choices and steer clear of those choices that don't make them feel great about themselves. So here's a quick exercise you can do with your students, even with your kids at home if you have them. Ask students to think about a specific media choice that they've recently made. What was the choice? When did they make it and for how long? So for example, maybe they played a video game, that's your what, before bed, that's your when, and for two hours, that's your for how long. So they played a video game before bed for two hours. How did that choice make them feel? Did it calm their bodies to get ready to go to sleep? Did it wind them back up again, making it hard to fall asleep that night? Did it make them anxious because they wanted to keep going to the next level in the game, but mom maybe told them that they had to stop? When we help our students to really break it down and think intentionally about the media choices, they can start to see trends in their behavior. They can start to realize what works and what doesn't work for them. Maybe they start to see that on the nights that they played video games, they have a hard time falling asleep. Maybe on the nights that they listened to music instead of playing the video game, they found that their bodies were a lot calmer and they didn't have as much trouble getting to sleep. You can do this exercise in real time in your classroom. Have students consider the what, when, and how much framework for the media experiences that they have in school. Does listening to music after lunch help calm them down and prepare them for the rest of the day? How do they feel after choosing to play an online game for free choice time? Was it hard for them to stop when time was up? Did that leave them feeling frustrated and not able to transition into the next activity? The main thing we want our students to begin learning about themselves is what media choices make them feel good while others don't. We want them to understand the idea that everything in our lives need balance and media and our media choices are part of that balance. Students need to learn how to use media in a way that makes them feel healthy and falls in balance with the rest of their life activities. We can ask questions like, 
Am I choosing media over spending time with family and friends or working on a hobby? Am I neglecting, you know, responsibilities like homework and chores and other things in order to choose media over all of those things? So to help create this awareness with your students, one thing that you can do is have them track their media use for a few days. It can be real simple, even just like a three column chart where they track what media they're consuming, when they're consuming it, and for how long. And they should also consider all types of media, TV, tablets, iPads, video games, and even using digital tools like Google Home or Alexa. I know my daughter could spend forever talking to Google, asking questions, and listening to music that way. All of that counts. And remind students that they should also consider the media that they're creating. Your students might be too young for things like TikTok or Instagram Reels, but I bet many of your students have older siblings that do these types of media creations and your students participate right along with them. All of that counts. And while you're asking your students to do this, I encourage you to do the same. When we model media balance, students see that and base their understanding of what healthy media choices look like. All right, I'm going to stop there, but I want to come back to this topic of digital citizenship in future episodes and unpack some of those other aspects that I mentioned earlier. I want to leave you with this one thought, though, before you sign off today. Teaching digital citizenship does not need to be just one more thing that you have to fit into your day. You can have these discussions in real time with your students with authentic learning experiences that you're already planning on doing. When you complete an activity that involves media in some way, shape, or form, specifically digital media, ask your students how it made them feel. Did the time of the day affect how they were feeling? Does launching into a digital activity right away in the morning feel like too much for the brain to get moving on? What about when you listen to music quietly during writing time? Does that feel distracting or does it actually help them focus? Weave these conversations into your day naturally so that students become more aware of how media is making them feel, not just at home when they're at home more with free time, but also in school in all aspects of their life. All right, I hope our conversation today has got some wheels turning in your head and you're also reflecting on not only your own media balance in your life, but also what your students' media balance looks like as well. So I encourage you to think that, take away some nuggets that we talked about today and think about how you can start these conversations in your classroom. And I want to hear from you. If you're already having these conversations with your students or you're already having students reflect on how they're absorbing media in their lives, I want to hear what that looks like for you and your students. So shoot me an email at hello at classroomnook.com and I would love for you to share your experiences. Now, before we go our separate ways, I want to let you know of an exciting way that you can provide students some positive media experiences, and that is through the Linktivity Learning Membership. It's my all-access pass to every single Linktivity I have ever created in one place. And so if you're not familiar with Linktivities, just head to classroomnook.com forward slash Linktivity. And essentially, it's a multimedia edu venture where students can learn a new topic, a skill, a strategy, whatever it may be. And they learn it through a variety of mediums, including audio and video and graphics and pictures and so, so much more. It gives students a really well-rounded experience for learning new information. These learning experiences are supported by best teaching practices in a 21st century classroom and backed by research. And they're super fun for students, incredibly hands-on. Students are in the driver's seat. They do all the controlling themselves and it just gives them a real positive experience 
with media. So if you want to get access to my entire library of math and science and social studies and even holidays and seasons, you can head over to classroomnook.com forward slash linktivity. That's L-I-N-K-I-V-I-T-Y. And you can start a free seven-day trial. Give it a test run, see what you think, and start using them with your students right away. All right, that's all I have for you today. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will be back again next week. Bye for now.